0: this is the sales gravy podcast i'm jeb blunt best-selling author of fanatical prospecting sales eq objections and inked and i'm here to help you fill up your pipeline close bigger deals and rock your commission check On this episode, I continue my conversation with author Matthew Pollard. Matthew wrote the book Introvert's Edge, and we'll be talking about why introverts can sell, but primarily we're going to be focusing on the pursuit of happiness and why understanding what makes you happy and what you're passionate about is so critical to success in your sales career and, frankly, in life. We'll get started in just a moment, but first, I've got a question for you. Have you read my brand new bestseller, Inked? Inked is a sales negotiation primer. It is a handbook on how to go toe-to-toe with modern buyers and win. If you are having a hard time negotiating, if you feel like buyers are taking advantage of you, if you feel like you're not getting what you deserve at the sales negotiation table, then you need to read Inked because Inked will give you the confidence that you need to stand toe-to-toe with buyers and win. You can go to Barnes & Noble, you can go to Amazon, you can go to Google Books, you can go to iTunes, you can go anywhere books are sold, and you can pick up Inked. And I promise you, this is one book that will help you make more money this year. And now, here's my conversation with author Matthew Pollard on why introverts can sell. So let's let's stop for a second. Let's let's go back and just do a quick summary. So we talked about some rules for introverts, some things that you have to do. One is you have to have uh, you have to protect your energy, and you have to constantly be focusing on how you fill yourself back up again in your way, so that you can go be great at selling or whatever else as you do. You have to have a system. So the system is a set of rails that drives everything that you do, and the system is something that you can count on. The system makes you predictable, even though sometimes your emotions are maybe a little bit unpredictable. You have to have a set of rules. I love the rules. I give a set of rules for everything that you do, and the rules are kind of like a framework that that allow you to to stay in line uh, inside your system. Um, you have to know what you want. So you have to be able to know what you want. So you have the discipline to give up what you want now for what you want most. There was a fifth one that we brushed over, but we talked about, and that is that you have to gain awareness of who you are and where you fit in the world. So we all have things that are good. We all have things that are not so good, and we want to leverage our strengths and, and leverage what we're great at and be aware of, the, of the, 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 the issues or things in our life that may hold us back, but that awareness drives that change. And, and if we're doing those things as introverts, we're going to be a lot more successful. And I think the final thing you said is happiness, because we're always in these situations where we're talking about, are we happy or not happy? As an introvert, happiness is, is not a state of being for me. It's a state of pursuit, but I'm happy in the pursuit of something that I really want. So I'm I don't want to do things that make me miserable. Life is way too short for that, And I don't do things that make me miserable, But that's different than the discipline to get past the thing right now. I want to go read The Wall Street Journal versus going and making a prospecting call. That's not the same thing. it's the it's the finding the path in your life where you wake up every day and you and and you're happy to give up those those small things to get the bigger things. But I pinch myself that I get the that I get people pay me to teach them the thing that I love the most in the world. And I want that for everybody. I want people to, to feel
1: that way. You know, I went from living in a really poor neighborhood in you know, the out coast of Melbourne, Australia, to a couple of years later, I mean, I won the award in my city, young, it was called the Young Achiever Award. And everyone would have expected me to be happy. I mean, the I 270 degree apartment, three cars, you know, a, a really successful telecommunications business. If somebody had not mentioned me the word call rate one more time, I would have jumped off a building, right? The thing is that unless you have that almost at a spiritual level, you're right. It doesn't matter what success looks like for someone else. If you adopt that, it's not for you, you're gonna hate your life. So it's really important that you understand what you want almost at a spiritual level.
0: When I just go back to my pure sales career, carrying a briefcase on the street, I never worked for money. What I really, really enjoyed about my job, what the passion was, because I sold mundane products was I loved getting into people's businesses and helping them solve problems. And I love the game of taking something that was a commodity and making it something that was that was unique to them and learning about their business. I loved that. I woke up every day and I loved that part of it. The money came. So when people were talking that to me was about making money, that, that was
1: That was what something, this is what I kind of am getting at. That's what made it easier for you is because you started at that point. Like I grew up, In with a reading speed issue, people told me I was never going to amount to anything. So I went, if I could just make this amount of money, that'll prove everybody wrong. If I could just make the most successful business, that'll prove everyone wrong. And it was the wrong mindset. Now, I loved taking the sales of me speaking to you, to us coming around and me consulting, and I loved fixing the business problem. I did really enjoy that, but I was blinded by that money thing, because everybody said I couldn't get it. As soon as it became about what I wanted, what I loved to do, and money was just a byproduct, God, my world changed. But it took me stopping adopting everybody else's what's important and me discovering what I truly love.
0: That's a that's a really powerful thing. And uh, and I, I started in a similar place but different. It wasn't a money thing for me growing up in, in grade school. I didn't have a whole lot of friends because I was smaller than everybody. You know, I didn't make friends very easily. I wasn't very socially adept. When I got, you know, into the real world. World into college or whatever, I was driven for exactly what you said. I spent years of my life trying to prove everybody wrong. And I was on a radio interview this morning and in the interview they asked me, what have you learned or what's, you know, what's been an aha moment for you? And I said, there was a place somewhere, I don't know, six, seven years ago, where I had this break and I quit trying to prove people wrong. And I just got comfortable with what I was really passionate about. And I started to believe that. could sustain this business long term because i was good enough at what i did in terms of teaching people how to do this that i had to worry about that anymore now that wasn't the world that changed around me because the world was exactly the same as it was before and by the way the way people saw me was exactly as way as i saw before what changed was that i just got more comfortable in my skin who i am and at that moment this, I don't know, wave of anxiety that I've been living with for a long, long time moved away. So I totally understand where you're coming from. Just so I had a little bit of a, you know, a different twist, but it was the, I just want to prove everybody wrong. And I mean, I wore them like boxing gloves for a long time.
1: You know, it's it's funny. And I think that's really important for introvert because like anybody, really the proving everybody wrong mentality is only going to hurt you. And it's going to take a lot of energy and a lot of anxiety. I mean, The introvert's edge, when I wrote it, I mean, I literally was coming out saying introverts can outsell extroverts. I expected to get slammed for it. I just didn't care because I felt like it was something that I wanted to share with the world. If it was about proving everyone wrong, my tonality in the interviews that I did would have been different. The way I would have written it with Derek would have been incredibly different. So your motivator has got to be about sharing. It's not about you. It's about giving what you have to the world. And if the world, you know, if I had got slammed for the book, I would have been okay with that because I still felt like I got to share what I wanted to share with the world and help the people. If three people had read it, that it helped, I would have felt fine with that. I mean, I mean, it was great. I mean, Book Authority just listed it as the the number two book ever written for introverts, and that's great. But again, that was never my focus. That's like the money, those achievements, those awards. They're great to put on the wall, but it doesn't fulfill you. It doesn't make you happy knowing you're making a difference in both your life and other people's that is fulfilling. And for other people, it may be creating that widget that really helps people in the world or writing that thing that somebody else, you know, utilizes to, you know, to understand some specific system or whatever, whatever it is for you, you've got to determine what it is that's important for you and your family. Because again, sometimes you have to take in the financials of how you're going to live and the life you want to have for yourself. And then look at how that looks. I mean, for me, you know, I had a really expensive car when I was 19. I know that having a really expensive car does not matter, does not make you happy. I had a 270 degree uh, view of Melbourne City from a penthouse apartment. It's stupid. You spend your whole time at work paying for it. The whole point about happiness in life is not looking at what the media, the marketing in the world tells you it's important. It's about saying, what is it that I really want? And how is it that I can have a life that allows me to do just that for all of it? And I think Jim Carrey, uh, everyone I think over here, I'm from Australia, so I've got to check that people here know them too. Jim Carrey a famous comedian, but he's got this really great quote. He, he won the really great award and he said, my father was a really funny man and you know he could have been a famous comedian. However, he decided to make the practical choice and become an accountant instead. Many years later, his dad lost his job. And there's this whole backstory about how Jim Carrey had to work at his school as a janitor to pay the bills, right, as he was going through high school. He said, I learned a great deal from my father, but nothing more important than you can fail at what you don't want. So why not take a chance at what you love? And I guarantee the thing that you don't want won't make you happy. So there's no point going that direction.
0: Thank you for joining me on this episode of Sales Gravy, and I hope the conversation that I had with author Matthew Pollard inspires you to go pursue the things that make you happy. And stay tuned for the next episode where I will have the final installment of Introverts Can Sell. And make sure that you go by Barnes & Noble, Amazon, or wherever books are sold and pick up a copy of my brand new book, Inked. This book will make you more money this year.